Hello and welcome to the Respiratory Inspirations podcast. I'm your host, Raed Wake, chairman of the Respiratory Institute at Cleveland Clinic. This podcast of short, digestible episodes is intended for patients and their families and covers topics related to respiratory health and disease. My colleagues and I will be interviewing experts about timeless and timely topics in the areas of lung disease, severe critical illness, allergy, sleep, and infectious disease. Our goal is to help you stay informed in order to take better care of yourself and your loved ones. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Respiratory Inspirations. I'm your host, Ryan Dweck, the chairman of the Respiratory Institute at the Cleveland Clinic, and my guest today is Dr. Peter Mazone. Dr. Mazone established and currently directs our lung cancer program, which includes lung cancer screening and lung nodule management. He's also the editor-in-chief of CHEST. Peter, welcome. Thanks very much for inviting me today. Thank you for coming. And uh, let's start with the basics. You know, as you know, the audience for this is our patients and families. So what is screening? When we talk about lung cancer screening, what is screening? Yeah, thanks for the question. Screening really means that we're doing a test to see if somebody has a disease or condition before that disease or condition has caused them to have any symptoms or signs at all. So we're trying to find some, some condition early before you get sick with it. For lung cancer screening, that would mean we would do a test to try and find a small lung cancer before it's had time to travel or spread. We want to find it at a time where it's curable. That's great. And how is that different from diagnosing somebody with a disease as opposed to screening them? Right. And so if we take the lung cancer example, too often someone comes to us not feeling well. They're coughing extra. They have pain in their chest or they have uh, lost weight without trying to lose weight. And we do a test to try to figure out why they have those symptoms. And that test, scan or whatever it may be, may find a mass in the lung, may find that a cancer is present that's spread to other parts of the body. That's what screening tries to avoid, avoid you presenting with a symptom where we have to do some tests to diagnose why you have those symptoms. So trying to catch things early before you even develop symptoms. Right. It's important if you're screening for a disease that if you find it early, you're going to have a better outcome, a better result. And and we know that that's the case with lung cancer. Yeah, which gets me to the uh, next question you kind of started answering, is why should anyone bother and get screened? You know? Exactly. The, we know that if you find lung cancer early in its course, it's curable. High likelihood of being cured. Whereas if you don't find it until it's been allowed to grow and spread, it becomes very difficult, if not impossible, to cure. So most People know someone who had a lung cancer. You're scared of lung cancer because you hear about how devastating it can be. Well, that's the late stage cancers. We have a lot of opportunity if found early to cure someone of that cancer. And so if you're at high risk for having lung cancer, by detecting it early through a screening test, we may be able to avoid a bad outcome. That's great. And so it sounds really good to catch the disease early. Is there any downside to that? Any down any side effects to going through the screening? Yeah, absolutely. So currently the screening test that's used is a CAT scan of the chest, a way to take detailed pictures of the chest. 
and you may see it listed as a, an LDCT, a low dose, meaning the radiation dose from the CAT scan is very low to minimize any harms. But most people that we screen, even though they're at risk of getting lung cancer, they don't have lung cancer at that time. So we have to be very aware of the potential downsides of the test and the follow-up of what that test finds. So that little bit of radiation that you get to get those detailed pictures, we're aware that there's potential harm from getting too much radiation from our imaging. Those pictures, those detailed pictures, often find something very small in the lung, what we call a lung nodule. Probably nine out of 10 people who are screened have at least one lung nodule. More than 95% of them are nothing to worry about. They're just little old scars from living life, breathing things in. No problem at all. But some of them look worrisome. Even if they're not cancer, they may lead to other tests, other scans or biopsies that can lead to harm. So we have to be very aware that there's great benefit from screening and there's potential harms. And so we have to both pick the right people to screen and set up programs that make sure that that balance of benefits and harms favors screening for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like almost anything we do in medicine, we have to balance the risk and the benefit. You know, exactly. we have to make sure that people benefit more from the test that we're doing than the risk we're exposing them to. So specifically for lung cancer screening now, who is eligible? Who should be screened for lung cancer? Yeah, so the criteria that have been suggested or put in place that are followed by insurers and Medicare, they are based on evidence that screening helps but also an understanding of the harms we discussed. And so they select a group that's at high enough risk of having or developing lung cancer to make that balance be quite favorable. Right now, that includes anyone aged 50 to age 80 who has smoked cigarettes and the amount that you've smoked is at least what we call 20 pack years. Pack year would be like smoking a pack a day for one year. So 20 pack years would be a pack a day for 20 years, two packs a day for 10 years, that sort of math. And you have to have been someone who was smoking cigarettes within the last 15 years. We know that that group is at high enough risk of having or developing lung cancer that there'll be enough benefit to justify the small risks or harms from screening. That's great. So for the benefit of our uh, patients and maybe their families listening uh, to this podcast, what does it involve? You know, let's say you want to go through lung cancer screening. What do you have to go through? What does it mean to the individual patient? Yeah. So there's, there's several steps, but we try to make it as convenient and easy as it can be for, for you. First, you need a provider, your primary care provider or someone you, you get care from to identify that you're eligible for screening. They, they see, they know you, your age, your smoking history, and they'll put in an order for you to be seen by the screening program. You then have a visit with one of our screening program providers. And uh, during that visit, you'll learn about the benefits and harms of screening. You'll get to ask questions. You'll uh, learn about what to expect from the scan itself and, and the results of that scan. You'd then, if you agree that screening's what's right for you, you'd go for that low radiation dose chest CAT scan. You lay on a table, you go through a scanner. It's a single breath hold. The scan takes three to five seconds at the most. 
and then we get those detailed pictures. Our radiologists, expert radiologists, review those. They report any findings, and then the team communicates those findings with you. Oftentimes, uh, there's nothing to worry about at all, and, and you'll have uh, talked to the provider about how you'd like that message to come your way through the electronic health record, through uh, a letter to you, or, or with a phone call. If there's any more worrisome finding at all, then our team calls you, talks you through it, talks about those next steps. Assuming there's nothing worrisome there, this is an, a yearly screening test. So you would get this low radiation dose CAT scan once a year until you're no longer eligible for screening. Again, lots of steps there, but the process really is quite straightforward and doesn't take too much of your time. Some patients sometimes ask me, like, is that it? I get a CAT scan, I'm done, or is it one and done, or is it uh, there's more to follow sometimes if you find something? What does that mean? Right. It, it's, uh, it's not one and done. It's uh, part of a program, part of a process. Most individuals who get that screening scan done don't have anything worrisome there at all. And we say, no problem, we'll see you in a year. And you get that, that same process repeated. For those individuals who have a nodule that looks a little bit worrisome, we may suggest that you come back to see us in three or six months to get another CAT scan done to monitor that nodule, make sure it's not growing in a way that should make us worried. And for a very small percentage of everybody who gets screened, there'll be a finding that is quite worrisome for a lung cancer. And then we would guide you through the tests that are necessary which could include other types of picture-taking tests or ways to biopsy that nodule, that finding, to find out if it is cancer or not. Biopsy sometimes scares patients to do a biopsy. Is that a shared decision, or do they have to do the biopsy, or is that something you discuss with the patients, the risk and benefit approach as well? Yeah, everything is shared decision for sure. We would review those findings with you, explain what it was and how likely it is to be cancer and what the tools we have available to figure that out are. And then, uh, you know, based on the risk that it's a cancer, how easy it is and how safe it is to biopsy, together we'd make a decision about how to proceed with testing. If I'm a patient and then my primary care provider uh, thinks I'm not eligible, but I think I am eligible, is there anything else I can do to make sure I get the screening that I need? Yeah, Right now, if you are not eligible based on the criteria that I described, there isn't a, a way to get a low-dose CT scan done and paid for by insurance providers. I think most important, smoking histories are not always extremely accurate in the medical record. So it's be honest and, and make sure that your provider has clear understanding of what your smoking history is. And then if you don't see your provider for a period of time, they may not have had the opportunity to refer you. So you're able to uh, you know, reach out to your provider for that referral or, or call our screening program uh, directly. We're also making efforts to reach out to you if we see through the medical record that you might be eligible. We're sending messages to your MyChart using as many tools as we can to give you an opportunity to be screened and enter our program. That's wonderful. I'm glad you mentioned the insurance because that's a big question on our patients' minds when something like this comes up. Is this covered by insurance? Yes, that's an important question. And, and the answer is yes, it is it is covered by insurance. Medicare covers it fully. 
Medicaid in Ohio covers lung cancer screening. The private insurers, those who participate in the healthcare exchange, have to follow the guidance of a, a body called the United States Preventative Services Task Force. That task force has recommended screening for the eligible group that I, I mentioned. And so all private insurers have to cover lung cancer screening for those who are eligible without copay. So uh, I decide uh, to get screening as a patient and then I go to my private uh, physician or uh, primary care physician and say, just let's get a CAT scan and see whether you have it or not. Do you advise that? Or, and I heard from you talking in, in other forums that you probably want to be in a program that you know has the infrastructure to handle before, after findings, et cetera. What do you recommend for patients and families who are considering screening? Yeah, my preference is that you get connected to a high-quality lung cancer screening program, and that type of a program would work very closely with your trusted providers, your primary care providers, to make sure they're part of that screening process, that we share results with them, share our recommendations with them, and it's really that partnership that that's very, very important. The reason that I prefer you to connect to a program is that program has uh, things in place to make sure that screening's done with as high quality as possible. So for example, we're the only providers who can order the low radiation dose CAT scan as opposed to a normal radiation dose CAT scan. Our scans are read by dedicated chest CAT scan radiologists. That's what they are trained to do. We have meetings where we review all of the worrisome findings to make sure that we're not over-testing uh, a lung nodule or missing an opportunity to do a test and detect an early, early cancer. We have systems in place to make sure you're reminded of your next test, to, to track you through that process, answer questions about what we're doing, make sure you're coming back for your, your yearly screening test as well. So overall, you have busy primary care providers who our program tries to support, not take over your care, but support your care in this one area. Wonderful. So uh, as you know, we both have been lung docs for a long time and we, we saw this field evolve, you know, from like sputum testing to chest x-rays. And there's no question that the low dose CT scan that you mentioned has really has been a breakthrough in screening for lung cancer. Are there any breakthroughs on the horizon? What are the, what's the future like for um, lung cancer screening? Is it CAT scans forever or are there other things coming down the pike? Yeah, it's a very exciting time to, to be uh, interested in lung cancer screening because there's lots of potential advances that people are working on. Right now, the group who is eligible for lung cancer screening are not the only individuals who get lung cancer. So we'd love to be able to find all lung cancer early in its course. So what we're hoping to do is develop new ways to test people with even less risk and more convenience, such as a blood test that might be able to find a lung cancer earlier in its course. The other side of that balance of benefits of screening versus harms from screening is how we manage lung nodules. The better we are at managing lung nodules, the lower the harms, the lower the risks will be for someone who enters a screening program. So again, there are a lot of advances occurring in this space. 
advances in development of blood tests to tell us if a lung nodule is a cancer or not. The ways we biopsy lung nodules are getting more and more accurate. And a way we can look at the information contained in the pictures in the CAT scan itself is helping us to better predict whether a lung nodule is cancer or not and therefore guide you better. Wonderful. So hopefully we'll maybe get rid of radiation altogether at some point in the future. Thank you, Piro. This has been, I think, very helpful for our uh, patients and their families. I'm going to summarize a couple of takeaways based on uh, our discussion here. And one is lung cancer screening now is definitely standard of medical care. This is not experimental. It is really something that if you are eligible, uh, you should go for it, especially that we know now it saves lives. It uh, reduces mortality and deaths from, from lung cancer. The other thing I heard you emphasize is the importance is doing this as part of a program. It's not just a one-and-done CAT scan. This is something you want to be seen by a team that can set it up, have shared decision-making, and follow up on any findings uh, that may come up, which inevitably they come up, so just what to do about them. Anything else you'd like to add? Oh, I think those are very important points. There might be one other thing to keep in mind. You know, part of a good lung cancer screening program is assistance in helping anyone who's still smoking cigarettes to quit. Screening isn't a reason to feel comfortable with continuing to smoke. Part of that program will be helping you get rid of those cigarettes as well. And the final point in that regard is some people feel guilty or shy about seeking health care because they feel, oh, I have been a sm- someone who smoked or, or I, you know, I smoked for too long that's not the way to think about it. You deserve high quality care no matter what behavior you know led to your risk. And so uh, we want uh, no stigmas here. This is a test that can help you and we're there for you. Wonderful. Thank you, Peter, uh, for this uh, conclusion and also for sharing your thoughts with us about lung cancer screening. And thank you all for listening to us today. Again, uh, this is your host, Triad Dwake, the chairman of the Respiratory Institute at the Cleveland Clinic. And my guest today was Dr. Peter Mazone, who established and currently runs our lung cancer program, which includes lung cancer screening and lung nodule management. And our topic today was lung cancer screening. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Respiratory Inspirations. For more stories and information from the Cleveland Clinic Respiratory Institute, you can follow us on Twitter at Clee Clinic Lungs or follow me at MD. Thank you.